1: On this show, together and with our guests, we're bringing the real talk, no BS5, with tangible tools to help you pursue health and wellness without obsession or restriction. Remember our disclaimer, this podcast is meant for general information purposes
0: only and should not be taken as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Welcome to Season 7. We're excited to be here, and we hope you had a good summer, and we figured we'd Come back with a bang, because with a very relatable episode, because <laughs> this is an extremely relatable topic for a lot of people, <laughs> we think. Um, we usually call our first episode back like the back to school episode because it's like first week of September, you know, people, most people are back to school by this point. But what we wanted to talk about today is why do I feel like I need a reset in the fall even when I'm not doing those things anymore?
1: <laughs> yeah. And we kind of have, like, a theme around this every year. We do something kind of like this. But this one I feel like is really interesting because it's really hard to, like, navigate between how do I do this when every time I've ever done this, it's been hyper-focused and really, like, really strict boundaries around the, this is what we're doing on Monday. This is what we're doing on Tuesday. These are the things that are happening. This is how many times i want to do this a weekend. And... Now when you're kind of like, well, that was a bad idea, like that really got, really spiraled into a wild time of my life, and maybe now you're thinking, okay, I don't want to do that again, but I feel like I need a little something to help. Bring the guardrails in a little bit after having a lot of time flexibility over the summer. Usually that happens, like even from like a work perspective, if you don't have like kids or you're not in school. I mean, how many like so much of like work and life? We always hear like, oh, we'll 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 um table this until the fall, you know, like okay, and then they come the fall. It's kind of like everything comes back in gear. You know, if you're have kids, it's like, okay, the kids are back in school. Now we're making lunches every morning. We're like doing all the things and like packing up and blah. And then, um, and trying to get out the door and going to your own jobs. And then if you're like us, we're like back in the podcast. If you work for yourself, it's like, okay, now things are happening. Sometimes we tend to have slower summers as far as workload with clients and stuff like that. Anyways, it's very natural for that to happen. And then, now it's like everyone's kind of coming back to, and it feels like you're either, and like everything that we think about, we're thinking about maybe there's some food component. Like maybe like I let groceries kind of become this afterthought and planning meals become an afterthought this summer because it could be, right? Like maybe it was like, we're hanging out at the pool and like, ah oh, we'll order a pizza to the pool. Cool. No big deal. like Or we'll doing whatever or... We're vacationing or our friends are like, hey, we're going out to dinner tonight. Let's all meet up, you know, or there's body image stuff that's coming up naturally because it naturally fluctuates throughout the day, throughout the year, throughout the month, like no matter what. Or we're like thinking about wanting to plan a little bit more ahead and thoughtfully, whether that's financial or whatever. And it feels like either there's like kind of like these two different camps that we fall into, you know. Like, this one side that's, like, really meticulous and doing shit like Whole30. <laughs> like in
0: I feel like, like meticulous this- is a very nice way to say what all those protocols <laughs> and stuff are doing.
1: <laughs> You're probably right. But, like, we're, like, like, a hyper-focused on, like, all of these things. Like, must do all of these things. Or it needs to be, like, the way that I look at it is I used to think, like, I need, a like, a life overhaul. Like, like right like like everything needs like everything is off the rails right now and then then when you go into like the intuitive eating world it's kind of like all of those all of those things are bad you know and yeah hyper focus and meticulous dieting protocols and life overhauls are a little over the top and a little over the top is a very gentle way of saying like
0: (laughs) orthorexic saying,
1: (laughs) saying orthorexic um But I think, like, what this episode is really about is we can feel, like, this push-pull between, okay, I don't want to, like, I don't want to go down that road again because I know how bad that's been for me. But I also feel like I need some support with, like, managing my life. And, like, things are getting out of control and it feels like there's, like, so much going on. Can I plan and be intentional without it becoming diety, because if you go into a lot of worlds out there, it's either one or the other. And we're here today to talk about how do I create structure or routine without it becoming all or nothing and completely debilitating?
0: Well, that's what's interesting, right? Is like when we go from, and we, we talk about this a lot on the podcast, right? When we go from an extremely structured something like a food is medicine type protocol that I feel like that's kind of a catch-all term. And this can be applied not just to food. It can be exercise, it can be financials, it can be, you know, a whole bunch of other stuff. It's interesting because for a lot of people, they are there and then we're like, okay, this is very unsustainable. It hasn't been working for me. You know, if it was sustainable, I wouldn't be having this issue. And then when you swing all the way to the other side, while it's a very natural reaction to be like, well, I'm not doing that. We're, let's try the other way. That's still all or nothing. This It's the same thing. It's like you're in these protocols, you're all or nothing, either like I'm doing the protocol 100% or I'm not doing it, right? And then you go all the way to the other side of like, I'm not doing it. It's still very black and white kind of thing, right? So as we frequently do we find ourselves kind of in the middle of this you know kind of spectrum of two extremes where it's like okay well how do we incorporate some kind of structure some kind of routine without it becoming all or nothing and debilitating because the diet reset food is medicine kind of orthorexic culture type mindset, which can be applied, as we mentioned, to exercise, to food, to financials, to routine planning, budgeting, like a whole, really everything, right? How do we execute some more structure to feel like we have the wheels aren't off the bus anymore as Christina likes to say right coming back into the fall because naturally there is kind of more structure going back into the fall especially if you do have kids and they're going back to school or work kind of stabilizes for you or if you don't coach swimming anymore because the season has ended like me you know or anything like that it's like how do we feel like There is a little bit more structure, there's some routine, but there's more flexibility because those, you know, this kind of all or nothing culture does not own structure or routine, but it's all about the mindset that comes into it. And Christina has a very good example of why we don't want to get caught into this all or nothing stuff anymore because it can drive
1: us crazy. Well, it really can drive you crazy, right? And I feel like – I think one of the things that a lot of us want that's often marketed to us is, like, this idea of, like, if we follow these things, we will obtain this, like, elusive idea of freedom, right? And, like, like, you'll be free. It's like, well, one, what does that mean? Because I don't feel very free when I'm hyper-focused on stuff. And one of the things that we were talking about in my example of this is, okay, so it's the end of the summer. I'll just give a real-life example. Yesterday <laughs> – it was a beautiful 90 degree day here in Philadelphia. And I was thinking to myself, like old Christina would have said, no, we can't go to the pool because Sunday is grocery day. We have to go grocery shopping. We can't go to the pool, even though it's 90 degrees, sunny, beautiful, perfect day for the pool. And there's only so many more pool days left before it can- before it's done. That was a part of me that would have been like, no you absolutely cannot go to the pool everything will crumble around you if you go to the pool right now that doesn't sound very free that's incredibly like hyper like what's the word i'm looking for like hyper controlled and rigid it's so rigid like i can't do anything otherwise like but instead like i the uh, the other side is um yeah freaking can go to the pool on Sunday and everything will, the, the world will keep spinning and you can still get groceries and you can still do all of the things too and not have everything feel like you're derailed because of course you need to have groceries for, if you're a parent like me, for your kids' lunch boxes or whatever. Like I mean, stuff or you if you just to
0: need to eat like everybody.
1: <laughs> or if you just <laughs> eat like everyone else, but there is something about a kid telling you, like, mom, I'm hungry, mom, I'm hungry, and I'll only eat these types of like string cheese that makes it feel a little bit more like intensified. Um, than when it was like just me, of like, yes, I do need to eat and I can pick up groceries tomorrow, but there is something about a five year old saying, those aren't the chips that I'll eat, mom. <laughs> like, there is something about that, but you can, like, we have this really great thing in the summer that I think we refer to as like kind of we think of as kind of chaotic, but we have freedom of time in the summer a lot of times, often. And when we come back from that and we start to implement routines, like like I was saying about like Sundays or grocery days, we can't do anything other than that. Well, you could. You could be flexible, right? We could be flexible. We could while our kids are playing in the pool water, we could order groceries for pickup on the way home when we get back. We could do that, right? We could drag everyone's asses to the grocery store in the morning and go, I could go before, right? I could do that before. I could order if it's available to me to order groceries to be delivered that night. I could do that. You know, there are ways that you can do things to make sure that you have stuff and it might be bare bones, right? It might not be like the full grocery order that you thought that you would, you're going to do each week, but it could be, I could get the essentials. I could get my, like the main things that we need for the next couple of days. And then I can do a larger grocery load on the other, on the next day that I can, because I want to be able to go and enjoy this beautiful 90 day degree weather and go to the pool and hang out and not say that the that the whole day is ruined because I have to go to the grocery store. That's bonkers, you guys. But we all do this. There was a time when that was like all we did. Right. And like when we didn't do that, it felt like we didn't have this. We thought we were creating freedom, but really you're in a cage.
0: Yeah. And it is interesting, you know, to play devil's advocate because we've all been there is like when all your ducks in a line it does feel like whoa things are going so smoothly you know when you go to the grocery store on the weekend and then you have food available and then if you for example either work from home or work in an office and you've got your lunches there you're like oh my god this is so great and things feel less chaotic but at what price right so like are you in the cage and that might sound a little bit extreme for people who do find like oh but i feel so much more comforted knowing i'm within the rules going into kind of, you know, diets and body image and everything like that, I think a lot of that comfort comes from, well, I feel like I'm doing something, you know, if you are following some kind of protocol or exercise routine or some plan that you have in an attempt to either like manage your body weight or lose weight or, you know, take care of some kind of health condition or something like that, you feel like you're on the right track, even if you can't see changes day to day. And you're like, okay, well, as long as I stay on this line, things are going to be fine, right? Because they keep telling me in 30 days everything will be, you know, sunshine and rainbows and butterflies and everything like that. But when really if if the only way that you feel free and in control is if you stick Like on that line, right? If you're staying linearly, and if you deviate from that even one ounce, then you feel like the wheels are off the bus. Like Christina was saying, that's not freedom. And so our job as clinicians and as your podcasters here is to help you figure out how can you create some kind of routine, so you feel like things are a little bit more within your grasp. Like you have food available. You know, you're feeling like. Things are not all over the place and everything like that. But you also don't feel like, oh, if I deviate this from this, you know, at all, because God forbid my my kid's soccer game goes a little bit late, then, you know, all hell breaks loose.
1: Yeah. Or like you're hanging out with your friends, you know, like. you're going out, like, I went to the movies last Sunday to go see the Barbie movie. Yay. And then you do think to yourself, like, oh, shit, I didn't, like, do certain stuff. But I did. We did. As a family. Me and Casey sat down, got our groceries together. Boom, boom, boom. Made an order. Me and Elodie did the meal planning. It felt great. And then there was this flexibility of freedom around that. And at the same time, we had the stuff that we needed in order to implement the flow of our lives, right? And like, because you do need stuff in order to feel like, yeah, like you're right, there is this sense of, of control and like the week flows better. Hell yeah, it does. Like it totally does. But when it's meticulously like managed and it can't, there's no deviation around it for what that looks like and what that can be, that's where it becomes problematic. That's when it becomes like I'm in a cage versus like freaking out about not being able to go to the grocery store on a Sunday and instead enjoying a nice, lovely day at the pool with your friends or with your family. That's bonkers. That's bonkers, you know?
0: If you are a visual person and you want a great, (laughs) maybe we can include this in the show notes. So this is going to be maybe two years ago at this point, but we had um katie barbaro on the podcast and she has this illustrated book called fed up an illustrated guide to food freedom and she has an image in there of because she's telling basically her journey it's a drawing of herself in a cage and it talks about all of the different kind of bars that are on the cage related to food and body image and everything like that so if you want an image i'll see if i can find one and put it in the show notes but that's just kind of what kept coming up for me as you were talking
1: Oh my gosh, it's totally true. It's like the perfect drawing because it is true. You do feel that way. And it's hard. So like right now, it's like, okay, you're now, maybe you've had an experience where you've been in that cage for a long time and you're like, I'm never going back in that cage. But now we're out of the cage and we're thinking to ourselves, but I do need some semblance of like boundaries around certain types of things to make sure that I do have things that's accessible to me. I do want to have some routines where maybe I do, because if I don't carve out the time for movement, it's going to pass me by and I'm not, and I have to create some boundaries around that to protect my own personal space and time and my needs. And so how do you do this in a way without becoming, inviting yourself back into the cage?
0: Yeah. I want to give one example of this. And then I think we should talk about body image a little bit more because if you, if you feel like you're relating to this conversation so far, it's everybody, right? Like everybody feels like they need some kind of something when they're going back into the fall, (laughs) right? It's not just you all. It's us too. How many hours have we spent talking about Christina? Like, oh my gosh, we need new planners and they're going to change our lives, you know, like as a joke, but also kind of seriously.
1: Right. So, (laughs) you know, So literally the pool situation just happened yesterday. Yes. Just, just so you know. Right. That was
0: yesterday. Yeah. So (laughs) one, one routine that changes for me in the summer is normally in the morning, I walk my dog for some amount of time. As one of the first things that I do so she doesn't go crazy bonkers when I'm trying to be on my work calls and everything. But in the summer, because I had to leave the house by like 6.30, 6.15, let me tell you right now, I am sorry, but I am not getting up at 5.30 to walk my dog before I go coach for a couple hours and then come home and see clients for a whole bunch of time and then go back to the pool, right? So that is one of the things for me that kind of falls by the wayside and you know normally she still gets a walk and everything but I can tell when I walk her at some point in the morning before I get started with everything I feel great because I'm getting some sunlight on my skin you know I'm getting some kind of movement I don't feel as stiff you know and then she kind of just naps for the next couple of hours which is so great but then it's like I don't you know before I would have been like oh my gosh this is a non-negotiable I have to walk her for X amount of time every single day and this is the route that we go and you know otherwise my whole day is going to feel thrown off and then she's going to be going crazy and whatever. Now it's kind of like we got to walk in awesome it was five minutes you know that's better than nothing at a minimum she has to go outside to pee right that is the minimum <laughs> right but it's not like it has to be you know this prescribed thing you don't have to walk that line exactly and like all hell is not going to break loose unless i don't actually wake up in time for her to do her business outside then she might actually do her business in the house which is not something i want to deal with on any kind of morning right so it's kind of that's figuring a fun way out waking up. Exactly. And, you know, pet owners, it's happened to all of us at some point, but that's the kind of game that you play is like, well, what would I love to do? And then for people, I find this is something I work on with clients a lot. If you find that you are a person who has very perfectionistic tendencies and you tend to kind of fall into these all or nothing patterns, you have to insert intentional flexibility. You're like, okay, tomorrow morning, I'm actually not going to take them for a walk because then you're trying to encourage yourself to bring in some flexibility. And if you find that you do that, or if you miss one day of, you know, all of these different examples that we're talking about. And you're like, oh my gosh, you know, things are really off. That's something that you can lean into of like, oh, this is, this is something for me to work on. <laughs> I wonder where this is coming from and how this also, you know, comes up in other aspects of my life as well.
1: Yeah. I think the, like the intentional flexibility is so important. And I think from a food example, it's like tomorrow we're all going to go out for ice cream, right? Like or we're going to do things a little bit differently today and like from a family perspective like we you know it's easy to be like oh I don't want the the meal to ruin my kids dinner appetite or whatever it is or I don't want them all like you know whatever it is that you're thinking but there is something really important about being flexible and being intentional about that flexibility like a good example is the other day we were um, at the playground and Elodie said, I would really like to go get ice cream. And he was like, right before we were going to probably get dinner started. And I was like, that's a great idea. Let's on the walk home, let's swing by and get ice cream. And like, like being flexible and intentional about that and being like, it's not the end of the world. Like it's not the end of the world. If, if our dog doesn't get a 45 minute walk, you know, as long as they are able to do their business and we're being, we're getting movement in. That's a really great thing. And then being intentional, like today is just not that day. Today is not the day that Bella's going to get a 45 minute walk. It's you, rare that she know. does. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like same with Billy, poor Billy, but like, it's okay. Like, and sometimes it's okay to be like, today is not the day for that. And being like, okay, I can be intentionally flexible. And I think where body image kind of like can intersect with this is it feels uncomfortable to deviate because we feel like there's something on the line a little bit like especially when it comes to movement and food it feels like well if I deviate from this I'm going to feel the direct result in my body and what you're really talking about is not feeling like of not feeling the discomfort as far as like your physical body's changing because it's not it's not changing from breakfast to lunch. You know, maybe it is if you have SIBO and like, like I was gonna say, like, if you're one of my clients and you got severe gut issues,
0: then it might. You might. It might, right? Like But that's like something we can some, work on.
1: <laughs> that's something you can work on. And like to be true, like to be truthful here, that's not 99 percent of the world. It's not, you know, like that's a smaller subset of people where this is actually inhibiting them, right? So for the most part your body's not changing that much but what is changing is the way we're feeling about our body is changing a lot and that discomfort is what's leading us to feel like we can't deviate or be flexible because there's this this idea that something's on the line if we were to do something about it and this also happens, too, with chronic health conditions, too. I think that that's also really important to note, too. It can feel like something's on the line if we deviate or create flexibility. But that's also the way it's been presented to us, that, like, something is on the line or it's our fault in some way. And I think that's where body image, like, can really kind of be, like, a major, like – um what's a barrier to being more intentionally flexible because we feel like it's something that we don't feel comfortable with already. And so adding in flexibility that might impact that outcome feels wildly uncomfortable. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And And then we can hyper-focus on it.
0: Mm -hmm. And it feels like also we tend to hyper-fixate on trying to change our body image through food and exercise because it seems like it's something that should be able to be within our control and since that is the messaging that we receive our whole lives and especially once you go into dieting or any of these kinds of food as medicine things if you have a chronic health condition or anything like that it's like well if you just do these things then you wouldn't be so uncomfortable in your body you know which is the biggest eye roll that we can give because it's like that's not the way that it works if that was the way that it works then it would actually work for everybody which it doesn't and when it feels like the wheels are off the bus whether it's in the summer or we will talk about this a lot as the holidays are coming up right when it feels like the wheels are off the bus we also then tend to feel like things are out of control, which then feels like our body image is out of control. It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we, need to, we need to kind of wrap this up, right? We need to get some things under control here. I need to do something about my body image because one of the ways that I f- we feel that the most is in our emotions towards our body, in our body image, in our self-esteem, in our confidence and everything. And then it kind of feels like, well, if I just you know take care of this stuff, then pigs will fly and then things will be great. And, you know, like I won't be so stressed about my food because I don't need to be stressed about my food. If my body image is good, you know, which is something that a lot of people feel will be the case when they get there. Spoiler alert. It's not.
1: (laughs) And it's never there. Yeah. It's never never there enough.
0: It's never there. And this is something that we hear so, so often from our clients. If, You know, they come to us and they say something along the lines of, oh, if I could just get back to, you know, where I was at this time in my life. And then when we really go into that and they're like, you know what, I didn't feel comfortable with my body then either, you know, so when is it enough? And that's when we start to then lean into body neutrality of like, okay, well, if if all of these things are never enough, then it's not those things that we need to change in order to get the result that we want.
1: And that can be really difficult to kind of let go of. It kind of, to me, I think it's like a good intersection with this as well as like the the values that we're putting on certain stuff and like what we feel like that's saying about us, right? Like there's so much morality in having your routine. Like you can easily like, it's like annoying, but like all these successful entrepreneurs and stuff like my morning routine. And it's like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Um, I think also too, like, And a lot of people out there, like they they follow those things. Like, man, if I could just narrow in my routine and get this perfect, everything will just kind of fall into line. It will be so much easier, and all those things. That doesn't mean that it's not great to implement things that are important to you. But how are we moralizing those things, and how are we creating values for? Like, how are our values implemented by rules? And when we have rules like that, it then, if we break said rule, what does that make us feel like? It makes us feel like shit about ourselves. Like, okay, great. I didn't get up and do this thing that I really like doing and I didn't do it and now I feel crappy about it versus, oh wow, you know what? I didn't have time to take my dog for the nice long walk this morning because I was out late with my friends last night and that was really great and I'm glad that I did that and that was also really great and good for me it's hard to do that when we feel like we've attached our own like productivity, morale kind of value of ourselves into our routine. And like when we put, like at the end of the day, it's just a fucking routine, (laughs) but yet we put so much pressure around it about what it means and what it is that it's like, um, it, and what it says about us, right? Like, if I don't do these things, if I don't have this routine, if I don't have all this structure, then I am somehow not who I want to be and not who I think I should be and what I want people to think that I am. And that's also like a really complicated piece. And so how do we go from, you know, that execution and like feel like execution We can't really implement intentional flexibility until we start to shift our mindset around it a little bit and saying, no, I'm not going to hold so much about who I am as a person in the way that I execute a routine or why am I implementing these things? What is important to me here? And do I have a limiting belief around what that looks like that's holding me back from having flexibility with these routines and the structure that I'm craving but also at the same time I don't I feel caged in by a lot
0: we did as an extension of this topic we did an episode with Regan Chastain a while ago where she talked about good versus bad fatties right which is when you're in a larger body size in order to be bestowed as like a good person, you have to be, quote, doing something, right? Because being in a larger body is so not like acceptable by societal standards for the vast majority of the population, right? Really, until you get into the more body neutrality, kind of body liberation sphere. But again, like Christina said before, that's a very small portion of the population, right? But so, if you are in a larger body and you have people who are very critical in your life, or you yourself are very critical, you really only feel like, okay, well, it's only okay if I'm in this larger body size, if I'm, quote, doing something about it, food wise or exercise wise or something like that. Otherwise, you fall into the, quote, bad category. And this, again, is where Christina's conversation about values and rules and our beliefs comes up, right? That's where we need to start to examine. what are my values? What are my beliefs? And what are the rules that I make around those values in order to uphold those beliefs? Because the actual behavior change, while it seems to be quote fulfilling those rules, it's not actually helping us in the long term with the behavior change, with the mindset change, because none of it is sustainable. And I think, you know, switching gears just a little bit, but This is a conversation that I had with a client the other day is like when you find yourself in the middle of this, well, I don't want to do those super strict routines anymore, but I also know that I can't just have no guidelines or no structure or anything. There's this really interesting phenomenon that happens for a lot of people who have been very rigidly in the dieting world before, and they're trying to figure out how do I find my feet again without being in this very restrictive place. We call this the last supper mentality or kind of the threat of future restriction is If you find that in the fall or any time that a lot of people around you or it seems like a lot of people around you are doing these reset protocols or diets or they're cleaning up their act quote unquote or you know all of that and you find yourself what feels like to you overeating or binging or engaging in what we call like scavenger eating or anything like that and you're like I'm not dieting why is this happening you know it can be because you feel like you should be doing some kind of reset or some kind of, you know, protocol or something like that. And your brain is trying to protect you. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> they might be taking this away from us tomorrow. So we have to, you know, engage in these behaviors today. This is such a classic thing that I saw. Anytime people do a whole 30, they're like, oh, we we'll start, we're starting whole 30 tomorrow. So this weekend we're going out, <laughs> like we're going to town on all the things that we're not going to be quote allowed to have. Right. It's a, very you know um, like palatable and relatable example to this kind of last supper mentality and if you find that those patterns are happening one of the things that I tell my clients is let's try and examine where the restriction is coming from because if that is happening there's some form of restriction even if it's not intentional it could be unintentional restriction it could be what we call psychological restriction it's oh I should be doing those protocols So maybe I shouldn't be eating these M&Ms. You know, maybe I shouldn't be eating this. Maybe I should be following that cookbook of the quote clean recipes that I used to do when I did so well or anything like that. So I just wanted to acknowledge if that's something that's happening to you, that's also something that's pretty common. And then that's not something to quote unquote fix. It's something to examine and say, oh, interesting, where is this coming from?
1: Yeah, I think also too from like a, a therapeutic standpoint too, is like you can kind of start to see these like different types of parts of yourself, right? Of like a part of you that's like very logic minded and understands like, I don't have food scarcity. Like I'm eating the things that I want to, I'm doing this stuff. I'm like, so where is this coming from? Why do I feel like this is the last time I'm going to have chicken lo mein. You know what I mean? Like, why does it feel this way? And it's because that like, there's this other more um, like anxious part of you from like maybe your past or whatever that's like in there that's saying like, but you didn't always get to have it, you know? And like, so that can also play a role too. And I think understanding how that's playing a role and being like reminding those different parts of yourself, I can have this again. I can do this again. I can be flexible here, or this isn't the last time I'm ever gonna have this. And this it's this is also like me creating structure isn't my segue back into this really awful cage that I've once lived in. There is a way to do this in a balance in a really honorable way of like where you are today, where you'd like to be, and also supporting yourself. And I think like there is it's like it can be so difficult to execute that because we get so it's like almost like there's like these two different voices that we're hearing like this one voice of like just do it like what's the big deal and then this other part's like you can't you can't just do it like absolutely not everything's gonna fall apart like you can't just go to the pool. Just go to the damn pool. Like it's not that big of a deal, but you can't go to the pool because if you go to the pool, then this, 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 and this, and this, and this is going to happen. And it's like, if you can say like, no, I can go to the pool and hey friend over here drawing like, like losing your gourd about not going grocery shopping, let's talk to you about how we can do this at the same time. Or like what tools are available to help this a little bit. Oh, you know what? I can do a Target pickup order on the way home from the pool, or there's a Trader Joe's right next to the pool on the way home, and I can drag everyone there afterwards, and we can grab a couple of things. You know, like it's like there are things that we can do, like when we're when we start to engage in both of those parts, and being able to say like, "Hey, it's okay, we can be flexible here." How can I support this other part that really does want to have routine and have these things available because we know that it helps our week go smoothly or we want to have, you know time for ourselves and how do I create that space because it will get away from me if I don't do something about it. But how can there's a huge difference between what I just described. Like, the rigid rules part would be, no, we're not going to the pool because we have to go grocery shopping, prep, and do all this stuff. The other part is we're going to the pool and we're not going grocery shopping, and that's all there is to it. This other place is, oh, wow, there's a meeting of the minds. And it can be both without a shaming one way or the other.
0: Yeah. So- as we commonly say, this episode is kind of a, both a permission slip of like, yeah, we get it. (laughs) You know, you're not alone. If you're feeling this way, it's very common. And then also an invitation to think about if you are feeling this way, let's think about the different pieces of why we might be feeling this way. And We're not going to leave you hanging here, right? We have a bunch of things that we're going to be talking about. So on next week's episode, we're going to continue this conversation and we're going to be talking about the different tools and different types of more gentle, flexible, structural things that you may be able to bring into your life. It's basically a toolbox, right? This is what I say to my clients all the time. I'm bringing in a toolbox for you. I'm gonna give you a couple of different wrenches to try. If that's the wrong wrench, then we just try a different one, right? There's no shame around it. There's no like, oh, I'm a bad person because this didn't work for me. It's, we just gotta find the the right wrench for you or the right hammer or the right, you know, whatever it is. And there's, I'm sure you've all heard Like we jokingly said with the planners before, you know, there are a bunch of other examples of like planners out there to promise you change your entire life, right? (laughs) It's not just planners. It's like, oh, it's apps and it's, you know, all these different grocery plans and meal delivery services and, you know, everything like that. So we are going to talk about a couple of different, uh, you know, tools or different examples of how you can incorporate more flexible and intentionally flexible structure into your what we what you probably would like to have as a routine going forward. Um, we are also planning a non-diet Hi. meal planning workshop that we will... I'm
1: calling it the the non-diet meal planning power hour. Yes,
0: that will be this month. <laughs> um, details in terms of when exactly it's going to be um, are pending, but look out for that and you know over on patreon we're gonna have tons more bonus content and different tools you know speaking of the toolbox and everything um so if you are interested all of the links for everything will be in the show notes and then we'll continue this conversation next week <laughs> I like, oh, did i mean to say anything else Hey friends, it's Dana. And thanks so much for listening to the Wholehearted Eating Podcast today. Find us on social media at wholeheartedeatingpod on Instagram and at wholeheartedeating.com for more information about working with Dana and Christina for one-on-one nutrition counseling. If you love the show, we would love you forever if you'd share an episode with your family and friends or leave a five-star rating or review wherever you listen to podcasts to help more people find the show. Check out patreon.com slash wholeheartedeating to help support the show and get access to bonus episodes with us and our guests, episode discussions, new resources we're creating for Patreon, and so much more. If you have questions for us, feedback on the show, potential topics, or guests you'd love to have on, shoot us an email at hello at eating.com. and we'll see you next week.